In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. I'm reading from the uh, 13th chapter of St. Luke. It is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. I remember I was in Jerusalem when I heard that my mother died. And that was the scripture they kept in my mind. It is impossible for a prophet to die unless he dies in Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you would not come. Okay, how often I have wanted to gather you under my wings, but you would not come. On the Mount of Olives is a little chapel shaped like a tear. It, it is called Dominus Flavit, the Lord wept, and Jesus was looking into the holy city of Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. How often I have wanted to gather you under my wings like a chicken gathers her brood, but you would not come. What about us? Do we come under the wings of Jesus? Are we allowing Jesus to weep again? Come to me, all of you who find life weary and burdensome, and I will refresh you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am humble of heart. Then Jesus says, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's Palm Sunday. I tell you, we need to be under the wings of Jesus, under the arms of Jesus, where is our protection. We need to be at the cross where Jesus died, where he shed his blood underneath the cross, that that blood would flow over us and our sins would be forgiven. That's what we need to do. And do we do it? Do we do it? If we don't, let's start doing it now. Get under the cross. Allow the blood to touch your heart. Allow the blood to touch your body. Allow the blood to heal you. Oh yes, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I have longed to have you under my arms like a mother chick hen gathers her brood, but you would not come. And Jesus wept. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because they were going to kill him. And he knew that. When did he know that? Well, I don't know, maybe from the baptism. But if you remember the transfiguration, 
they were talking, Moses and Elijah were talking about his death. And he knew it then again. And where was the death going to take place? In Jerusalem. Jesus, he, he experienced emotions while on this earth. You know, he knows everything you're going through, what's in your heart. We get washed in the blood of Jesus when we come to the foot of the cross, when we just come to the point of our suffering or the point we're having a hard time with. And just in humility, we give it to the Lord. In humility, we give all, everything to the Lord. You know, d a lot of time, disease is just dis-ease in the spirit. So we have dis-ease when we have things we're holding on to, even from childhood, even from, you know, from a long time in your life. But when we just bring everything to the Lord and we say, Jesus, this belongs to you. My, not only my life, but all of my memories and just everything, Lord. Just come and take it, Jesus. Just come and take it. Jesus wept. He understands our sorrow. Jesus laughed. He understands our joy. And he understands the, the whole human encounter. So we're washed in the blood of Jesus. When we hide in his wounds, when we understand that Jesus encountered all the suffering and all the joy and all the range of emotions we've went through. And we just invite Jesus into everything we do. Have you invited Jesus into all of your memories today? Have you invited Jesus into all your hardship? Because as we invite Jesus in, he can supernaturally heal it. He can supernaturally free you. He can supernaturally give us a release in freedom, that we live not in our past and we live not in the future, but we just live in the present moment. We live in the here and now with our Lord Jesus Christ, because he is as alive today as he was in this word. Have you invited Jesus when you were in the womb? You see, he was there and he wanted to absorb maybe the pain that your mother was feeling, that she was having another child, and could that child be supported? I don't know, but I know that Jesus was there, and you can pray it back, especially when you receive Holy Communion. Ask the Lord to heal you from the womb, that you would experience the love of God in the womb. Jesus has no time. We have time. So you can go even up to the womb, up to the conception of Jesus. I'm reading the 14th chapter of St. Luke. On one occasion when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. And he can't even go to a meal. They're going to see if he washes his hands. They're going to see if he's purified. It's crazy. He didn't invite Jesus for a meal just to come and have dinner. He wanted to see what wrong Jesus did. They were watching him closely, and just then in front of him there was a man who had dropsy. And Jesus asked the lawyers and Pharisees, is it lawful to cure people on the Sabbath or not? But they were silent. They weren't going to answer. 
they were silent. So Jesus took him and healed him and sent him away. Then he said to them, If one of you has a child or an ox that has fallen into a well, will you not immediately pull it out on the Sabbath day? And they could not reply to this. You see, they were into the law, the minutia of the law. It was much more important for this man to be healed than it was to obey the minutia of the law. And he showed them, you would take your child out of the well. You would take your ox out of the well. That's work. And if you did that, why can't I heal the son of Abraham? Why can't I deliver him from his illness? And you know, they were silent. They did not speak. But I'm sure they had thoughts. He broke the Sabbath. I'm sure they had thoughts because they were watching Jesus to see what he was all about. What would he do on the Sabbath? And they were perplexed. He can't be of God. Look what he did on the Sabbath. They should be having a party rather than he didn't keep the Sabbath. They should have a party because this man probably was a beggar and he didn't need to beg anymore. He's off the roll, off the dole, and he now can go to work. And yeah, these Pharisees, they're just doing the best they could. Why were they so following the rules and legalistic and, and all about the law? It's because they didn't have a relationship with Jesus. Only Jesus can take us to the Father. So until you know the living God and not know Jesus in your head, but know him in your heart, know him that you let the Holy Spirit fill you with his love, all we have is rules. And you know, rules are good because they keep us, they keep us within a framework. But the law is love. The law is, the fullness of the law is to love your neighbor as yourself and love God with all your heart. And when we love God with all our heart, and therefore we love our neighbors, you know, Jesus keeps us safe and he keeps us protected. The, the devil, he's very legalistic and he's very looking, he's very looking to see if you, one person will break a rule, this or this. When you're just called to love, and as we love others, we get filled with the love of God. And it's only upon loving God can we truly love ourselves. Because when we love Jesus with all our heart, he takes us to the Father, and then God releases his love into us. And suddenly we have compassion, we have empathy. You know, as we judge, we are judged. As we condemn, we are condemned. So that's why it's so important to understand that we're just called to love everyone with all our heart. Even as I go out and we go out evangelizing and stuff, I, there's a lot of people who always like to tell people that they're going to hell or preach what they're doing wrong. or You know, that's not... Jesus meets people right where they're at, and we're just called to embody Jesus. We're just called to bring the love of God into people's life. Let Jesus... Let Jesus shine through you and shine through us. And you know, from there, that's where the healing comes out. Jesus healed the person through love, through compassion. He, had pa he, he was passionately loving this person. Can we say that we passionately love people? I always can't. 
But you know, we just ask Jesus for this grace. We ask Jesus for the grace to love as he loved. But the only way we can love as he loved is we first just love God with all of our heart and we direct everything we do to Jesus. Verse 7. When he noticed how the guests chose places of honor, he told them a parable. I'm going to tell you about places of honor. I've done many weddings and I've invited to the reception. I did not want a place of honor. They would always put me next to the flower girl and I would get a ginger ale. And I was wishing that I would be out in one of the tables to be able to talk to people. So I never looked for places of honor. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled and the humble will be exalted. It's all about humility, and humility is truth. Don't look for the best, go to the, not the worst, but the lowest, because that's where Jesus wants us to be. Go to the lowest. I remember when I was a deacon, and uh, they put me up in the roof. I loved it, as a matter of fact. But I said, if Jesus were doing this, he would have put me in the first uh, floor where the best room is. But I said, I loved my, my place up in the roof. It was wonderful. I was apart from everybody. And the phone would ring and I would answer it and pray for people. It's, but you see, we don't have that. When I moved into Quincy, Father Matt took his room and gave me his room and his television room. That's something Jesus would do. And he just went into another room. That's something Jesus would do. What about us? How are we responding? Do we look for, you know, I did a great job. Oh, I can do anything. No, no. You can do nothing without Jesus. You can do nothing. Oh, yes, you can sin. And sin is nothing. Sin is negative without Jesus. How we need Jesus. How we need to let him be for us whatever he wants to be for us. So, Lord, what do you want to be for me today? What do you want to be for me today? That's what I want to be. I do not want to take the high places. I want to take the low places. And even if I'm never invited to get up higher, I want you to sit next to me. Amen. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's about thinking of yourself less. 
you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. Poverty of spirit is just an awareness of how much we need God. That Jesus is living within us and he wants to continue his life through us. So who did Jesus serve? What did Jesus do? He served the broken. He served the lame. Jesus never exalted himself, but he let the Father exalt him on the last day on the cross. We're just called to let Jesus live his life through us. As Father Tom was speaking about being in your a baby in the womb and taking on taking on the emotions of your mother who may have been nervous or scared. Jesus, he resides within you and he lives his life in your heart. So Jesus, he feels what you feel and he doesn't want to feel pride or anything. He wants to take that all from you. Jesus wants to let his nature be embodied in you. You know, when we look for what's the word if we look for fame. fame and love from people then we're not looking for it from god poverty of spirit is just when we love and fear man we we can't truly love and fear god it's just to understand that it, it's not what human things it's not for human honor it's about what god wants for you and you know when we just get over it then we 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 take down the walls. Humility takes down the walls so that God can enter into us and God can live our, his life through you. Father Tom said, you know, when he was a deacon, he was in the lowliest place. But then God exalted him He through Father Matt. Jesus worked through Father Matt. And in this time, now he has a room with the TV. Like, it's just, this is just how God does things. And it's just all about understanding that we are nothing and God is everything. When we understand that we couldn't even take our next breath if God didn't allow it, that we're just to be emptied of all of ourselves and all of our desires so God can fill us with all of himself and his divine life and his divine nature, then being humble becomes a grace because it's not our humility it's jesus giving us his humility verse 12 he said to one who had invited him when you give a luncheon or a dinner do not invite those friends of yours and brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid but when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid by the resurrection of the righteous. I remember when I was ordained, the poor, the broken, the needy, the poor were in the reception. They were people that were part of our prayer group, and they would not be invited anyplace else. This is real. This is real. When you give a reception, on Sunday when I was at Holy Rosary, people would come in. I would always have an extra plate because there would always be someone else coming in. And many of the people that came in were people that would not be invited anywhere. So this is all about humility, to think less about yourself. 
Think less about yourself and more about him. This is real stuff. Humility is all about living for Jesus. Humility is all about knowing that he is the Lord and we are his servants. It's about being a servant, not about being anything else. I have the wonderful job. I remember one lady said, they asked her in the prayer group to help with the chairs. She said, I belong to the healing ministry. How foolish. How foolish. She was not humble at all. I can't do that. That's below my standards. How foolish. How foolish. You know, God, Jesus, he wanted to give that woman a grace that as we serve the Lord and what he calls us to do, he releases graces upon our life. Pride is what blocks the graces of God. When we become humble and, and contrite of heart and just do what God calls us to do, even if we don't really want to do it, everything God calls us to do when we do it, he releases graces into us, more and more graces within us. And, that, and that's the essence of God. He wants us to look for the lowly place because he wants to rid us of the desire for human love. Listen, human love is always going to be imperfect because none of us are God. We're all just doing the best we can. So when we have our looking for love in our anyone, even our parents, our husband, our wife, our children, there's always going to be a little emptiness and they're always going to let us down to a little bit because they're not God and it's disordered when we're putting them in the place of God. But when we're rid of the human love and we just love God with all our heart, mind, and soul and just love people because we see Jesus in them and know that, like Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve and we just try to live as a humble servant of God, then maybe we're not getting the human accomplishments and human accolades, but we're getting something better. We're taking part in the life of Christ and you're gaining eternal rewards on this earth and in the life to come. You know, humility and purity and simplicity are the gates that open heaven. Lord, let us be humble. Let us be pure of heart and do only things to everything we do only for the love of Jesus, not so we can gain anything out of it, not because we want something, but just because it's what Jesus wants us to do, and it's what Jesus wants us to do. And let us have simplicity like a child, because like children, they hear the voice of their father and they obey. Jesus said, I came not to do my will, but my father's will. And you know, it's understanding your identity in Christ, that through Jesus you have sonship, and we have a good Father, and we have the love of the Holy Spirit, and life is very simple, and we're just called to do what God is calling us to do, and we're called to be a servant to everyone we come across. We're called to love every single person, sinners, people who hate us, with the love of Christ. And it's in these, and it's in the loving the people who hurt us the most, 
where the light of God can shine the brightest. In the darkest of times, the light of Christ illuminates the brightest. It's time to be a servant. Jesus became a servant. Have this mind among you, the mind that was in Christ Jesus. Though he was in the form of God, he did not count himself equal to God, a thing to be grasped at. Rather, he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. Have this mind among you. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now Amen. the hour of our death. Amen. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. On Holy Thursday, the priest washes feet. And you know, sometimes it's very edifying because he washed feet during the year. Sometimes it's not edifying because he never washed feet during the year. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.